Hi, I'm Keegan, and this is A Bunch of Gamers. This is our 57th episode of Werewolf the Apocalypse 20th Anniversary Edition. I'm going to go around and have my players introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Sam. I play Cora. She's Narun in the Geta Fenris. I'm Tyler, and I play Kyle. He's 19, Philodox, and has found his purpose with Agaru. He's known as Guards the Low, Child of Gaia. Hi, I'm George. I play Roy, also known as Mindscape. He is a ragabosh with the Stargazers. Hello, I'm Adam. I play Mark Guides the Fallen, and he's a third of the Children of Gaia. Hi, I'm Sean. I play Zeb, also known as Speaks with Sweet Whispers. He is a third of the Silent Striders. Last time, Fomori's Bane had rescued one of the Bear Changers from a long hibernation through a rather difficult language barrier, they were able to gleam that this Goral had slept for centuries. Getting it along its way, the great bear changer said that it would stay in contact with the pack. Meanwhile, the infernal alphas began to learn more about the Sept of the Sacred Stone. The Garu in it, as well as a visiting uh, silent strider named Winds of the Ashen Dead, who spoke of a great silent strider ancestor of sort who has been traveling the Umbra and speaking to other silent striders, as well as information on when the silent strider tribal moot is during the fall equinox. Fomori's Bane returned, and with the Infernal Alphas, they had learned that leeches had once again attacked their kinfolk in downtown Colorado Springs, and have been draining their kin dry. At the same time, Stephen Town Hall has begun working to try and protect a community network created by several kinfolk of various tribes that live here in the Karen, trying to improve the living conditions of their community. Kyle... Guards the Low has decided to work on that to try and help the kin, as well as try and keep Stephen out of trouble. <laughs> it is still the same day of the information you had received. It is a little past noon. Is there anything you would like to do to prepare for what is to come? Or is there anyone you wish to speak to to try and get unrelated business out of the way? I think we should definitely get information on what we would be looking for exactly when it comes to leeches. Yeah, I was going to see um, if I could find anyone who had fought them before and see if they have any tips on how to prepare. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, does anyone else have anything? Yeah, um, I think it makes sense for me to call my contacts on the force now. Okay. Rather than later if i want to talk to the press still and also follow up with um the kin themselves okay yeah oh, that I makes should, sense if that yeah i forgot we were they were wanting to do some press stuff um i could call my contact at the gazette too. okay um did we decide on if we we're doing the two prong attack the standing um uh, protest as well as what was the other one we were going to do? Lobby? Not lobby. Uh, so it's telling the press that the cops poured 
bleach on the food for the homeless, telling them who they can contact about it and witnesses, organizing a protest, and leaking to the press about the protest as well, and following gotcha. up with the cops on who is giving these orders, and maybe also following up with the people who grant permits on why they weren't granted a permit. You could probably get some of the kinfolk that ha- this happened to to help you along with the protests. I imagine so. Yeah, we'll talk to them. Okay, so, but we'll start with, you want to talk to the police first, uh, before anything else, your police contacts. Cora, you wanted to learn about leeches for tonight's raid, uh, Mm. along with Mark, I'm guessing, and... Um, is there anybody I can talk to for, like, how we could get communication between two SEPs going? Yeah, you could talk to Final Days, you could... I would like to talk to... Yeah. So, final days. Uh, and Roy, what were you going to do? Um, I think I wanted to talk with Cora just to see, um, well, Cora A, to understand where her headspace is at with the leeches. And then I also just wanted to talk to, to Zeb um, just to, you know, check in on him and see how he's doing and getting ready for the, the leech confrontation. Okay, and Zeb, what were you planning on doing for the leech confrontation? Okay, I think other than probably just like an anti-cult role, just to do some independent research to figure out exactly the same thing. What do you do against a vampire? Um, what works and what doesn't? And and other than maybe talking to a couple other folks, but again, it's kind of being double-tapped. So I'd loop in with Cora and, and Roy at some point as we were asking questions and trying to figure out what to do and how to do it. Okay, sounds good. So we'll start with Kyle first. As you find a a public phone and call your cop contact. Uh, am I, is this the new one or the one that I've had for a while? Uh, we're going to go with the one that you had for a while, so that's Jacob Sanders. Okay, perfect. I'm going to write his name down so that I don't forget it. <laughs> All right, then I will dial his number. You dial his number as you hear the... The phone kind of ring as you hear, uh, hello? Hey, Jacob. It's, uh, it's Kyle. Hey, Kyle. It's been a while. What, uh, is that your group back in town? Well, I, I am. I was doing some, some stuff in Pueblo and some stuff in Denver, and, uh, it's, it's just me for now. (laughs) Okay, you didn't, usually don't call about personal business. What's, uh, what's up? Well, it's it's a bit personal and a a bit not I guess. Um there's this this group called Families of the Peak. Have you heard of them? Yeah, I heard about them. Uh whew. Chief's not a fan of them, I can tell you what. Do you know why? Because I I mean uh, they're really helpful for I mean obviously not my group but some of the others and it it's just killing uh, them the way things are going. Well, I know that uh, they, a couple things. I know that he's getting, he got pissed off because of the, uh, them trying to go around him, right? Uh, that, that they were just willing to break the law and try and, you know, humiliate him after, you know, he, he just said that their, you know, permit was rejected. You know, what else can you do? Yeah, I, I hear you. Do you do you know why their permit was rejected? 
Uh, yeah, something about health and sta- health and safety. None of them had a commercial ki- kitchen, and you have to have a commercial kitchen to feed the homeless. Okay, all right. Well, I mean that's that's good to know. I guess. I mean, I ca- I can maybe get them to work on some of that stuff, but I mean, why? I I look. I and I I get that he legally shut him down, but like, why the bleach? Uh, just in case someone tri- well, since they tried to go around the back of the cops, you know, to begin with, he thought they might try and discreetly hand out the food to the homeless. So they just had to make sure that they couldn't get it to the homeless at all. Otherwise, they could have gotten food poisoning or something like that from their, you know, home kitchens. Yeah, man, I I hear you. I just I don't think that that's going to go over well if a lot of people hear about it. You know, uh, maybe, but you know, people are. Pretty easily distracted, I think. So I don't know. Too well, uh, too caught up in all the other stuff going on these days. I think. I I I suppose you're right. I don't know. Um, look, do you is is there anything that we can do to help mend the relationship a little bit? Uh, well, you know, Chief Mitchell would want a public apology sort of thing. You know. Try and smooth it over in public relations. Try and say that it wasn't the... That, you know, the network takes blame. And then, you know, try and start a GoFundMe for a a commercial kitchen or something like that to, to do it all legally. Oh, man. That might be a tough pill to swallow. The public apology bit. <laughs> Everyone's got the pride, man. Yeah, well, I'll I'll see what I can do. So hopefully... Nothing this big happens again. Yeah, no worries. Hey, I, I know you called this in for some info, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have any problems, am I? Like we've been busy this past month, man. Look, I, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that there aren't problems. Yeah, but I, I, I can't speak for everyone else. All right, no, I hear you. You're a good egg, Kyle. <laughs> Thanks, Jacob. All right. As you just hear the phone click. Fuck. And with that, we will go to Mark as he starts to approach Regender Final Days. Um, excuse me, Elder. Do you have time to speak? Uh, certainly, certainly. Come, have a seat. Thank you. Uh, you do great work here, Elder. Thank you. I just, I only say that because I am not of this set, but yet you treat me as your own. And that is definitely what my sept looks for in allies. I see. That's good. I, I want more of that. I want every Garu of any tribe to feel welcome here and in, of any sept, as long as they're willing to help out and help Gaia. And that's why I'm here. I want to see if I can start relations between my sept and your sept to create a bigger firmer bond oh i see i haven't discussed this with my elder yet but i wanted to ask you first of course i would very much like to open up a moon bridge with another karen certainly and i would like to help out with that as a child of gaia i want to unite the tribes as he responds yes we've been thinking about it we've been waiting till the month of kantong kun sanka uh sanak to to start looking for a stone 
but when the month starts, we could we could begin that quest, certainly, if you wish to reach out to them. Of course. I could send a messenger spirit of some kind. That would be that would be excellent. We need to do we need to find a stone and then begin the rite of open moon bridge. Of course. I could perhaps send a message to the my rights master of rights as well. Or it might get passed along. Yes. But thank you so much, Elder. I'm going to be helping out Two Hearts and Guardsolo with a leech hunt tonight. Is there any advice you could possibly give me? Oh, we did some leech hunting in my past. Know that though they are many, if not all, are of the worm, they are stagnant in a way. If you can find the root of that stagnation, that will be useful to you. The other one I know is that fire and sunlight work very well against them. I will use this advice. Thank you. Certainly. Guy will be with you, and I'll exit away, giving like a tiny bow, I guess. As he goes, may unicorn guide your steps. All right, and then so we're going to go with Cora as you bump into Roy as you're looking around the Karen for Garu to speak to. Mm-hmm. Hey, Cora. How's it going? I'm doing all right. Uh, seem to be a bit preoccupied with something. Kind of bumped into me. Uh, I'm just looking for someone who's uh, fought leeches before. Oh, that's I right. We're doing that not... that thing tonight. Mm, I've not run into him yet. So I know that um, one of our other pack mates has a while ago. It wasn't really fighting, though. So I was just looking for some advice. Well, if you Pretty don't mind it. I'm excited. If you don't mind me tagging along, I'd like to learn a bit, too. I was also wanting to talk to you. Um, I don't know how it's like with you and the get, or if it's just you specifically, but, you know, how how do you feel about leeches? And, sorry, just how do you feel about leeches? Oh, they're disgusting. Right. Okay, let me, let me <laughs> clarify. Um, how do the get feel about leeches? Because obviously it'll change from person to person, um, the level, but, you know, it's probably going to be the same hatred all, all around. Leeches you know, are worm-tainted monstrosities that need to be cleansed from this world. They're gross. Okay. <laughs> worm-tainted monstrosities. Got it. And... You- These ones are especially bad because they're attacking our kinfolk. Well, that gives reason for that. Um, In the Get and Get society, our kinfolk are extremely important to us. We may not show it the same way as other tribes, but they are are important. I'll have to keep an eye out. I'll I'll make a mental note and keep an eye out on how the Get treat their kinfolk. That's not something I want to pry into. You approach Howling King, who has said that he's somewhat dead dealt with leeches, but he thinks that the Garu in the Sept who has the most experience is actually Ragna Quickwire, since she lived in Denver, which does have a much higher leech population than the rest of the state when she lived up there. Awesome. Let's go talk to Quickwire, then. Do you know where she is? Uh, yeah, she's been... 
She's over at the north end. She's at the uh, the big building right at the edge of the Karen. Her office is on the third floor. She works there with some kin for a kind of non-profit uh, techie built business. Sure, sure. Thank you. Sure, no problem. As you head out that way, you get to her office as she's typing along. She sees you. Oh, come on in. Uh, is there anyone else in the office? Well, there's a bunch of people out, or no, not in her specific office now. Okay, cool. Is there a door? Yeah, she she lets you in. Close the door. Okay. Uh, yep, yeah, I, I was gonna just close the door behind me. Uh, quick wire. I have a few questions. Um, Howling King uh, said that you might be able to answer them. Um, we're going with him tonight to fight the leeches downtown, and I've never done it. Um, I'm guessing Roy hasn't either, but any advice would be useful. How do we prepare? Okay, so leeches are weird. They come in tons of strains, at least from what I could see. At least, from what I saw, there's at least four strains of leeches. Okay. There are one, the first strain are the ones that look completely normal, okay? Mm-hmm. They look completely normal, but they have typically some sort of uh, mind magic. They can take a hit, and they move really fast. I've seen a couple that also are very strong. Stronger than what their frame would make you think. Either way, that's the first category. The human-looking ones. I like to call them blenders. They, they blend in very well. The second one I tend to call the the worm taint. The worm tainted ones are hideous. They're monstrous. They're grotesque. They are a walking breach of the veil, so to speak, because there's no way you can think they look human. And these ones have powers that make them disappear. They're able to silence their footsteps. They're able to dissolve themselves into shadow. They have unnatural strength as well. They tend to hide out, and it seems like they will at least be passingly fine with the bone nars. Though they do te- send te- they did seem to feed on bone nar kin when I saw them. Mm-hmm. The third category I'm going to call the Garu impersonators. These ones have some sort of... They'll fly into something similar to a Garu frenzy. And when they do, they become animalistic. And I've seen some blaspheme against Gaia and actually shift themselves into wolves. They are monstrous, they are feral, but they have a strange understanding of the natural world too. These are the ones that at least seem to be able to communicate with some Garu on on an actual level that we can understand. I've heard tale that some of these mockery Garu leeches have made peace with far-off Karens off in the wilderness because the leech is fairly unobtrusive and does not overhunt its game and had little to no worm taint upon it, which is rare. Very rare. And then the last that I've heard of, I have never seen, but I have relatives up 
near the Sept of the Green, who speak of these strange leeches who are able to shift their bodies. They're not like the Mockery Garu, because they're able to shift their flesh and their bones, and that's how they fight. They're able to touch, and they can shift the flesh and bones of others. Mm. They are, and these, these ones, the, the dissolvers, I suppose I'll call them, are able to dissolve and reform bone within bodies, especially mortals, and within themselves, turning their hand, the bones of their hands into horrific claws or expand their rib cages to create sort of shields. All of them, as long as you know what you're going up against, but I will say that the, that the blenders are the most dangerous because they're the ones who have the most varied powers. I've heard some are even able to mock the power of the namers in some cases. Uh, we did find that using stakes is effective. You stab a leech with a stake and it stops moving. And you just leave it out and problem solved. There's old lore about cutting off the head and ripping out the heart, which is effective. A, a leech won't come back from that. And they have no real defense against our claws, but I will say don't bite them if you can help it. There's something about the blood that when you taste it, something happens. It's, it's difficult to, to explain. And if a leech gets away, then definitely don't bite it again. It's some sort okay. of mind magic. Okay. Uh, I suppose the last thing I can think of is certain superstitions just simply aren't true. The garlic does nothing to any leech I've seen, and any sort of human religious symbol falls to the wayside in most cases. Okay. So wait, you're saying don't eat a lot of garlic parmesan pasta before we go fight? She kind of chuckles and goes, No, you just make yourself smell bad to your pack mates. <laughs> Look, I, th I see that as a win-win either way. Well, I can understand why you think that would be funny, I guess. Yes, funny. <laughs> Alright, so... Most superstitions about vampires are a no-go, though there are a few. Uh, what about silver on them? Uh, I've never, I've never attempted to try silver on it, and I'm not versed in a clave, nor mm. am I able to, nor do I really enjoy holding silver. I don't know about if you know this, but holding silver starts to suppress your spiritual nature. Okay. And it becomes more difficult to step sideways and call upon your your inner gnosis to mm. use gifts and fetishes. Oh, okay. So I'm not aware. Okay. Cool. So I don't really have a steak merchant. Uh, claws, then. Like the standard. Cool. That's a lot of information. Thank you so much. Um, sure. Have you have you been in contact? Um, with, or not contact, have you fought any of the leeches here in Colorado Springs? I didn't even know there were leeches here. Cool. Neither did I. Uh, didn't seem like anyone did. Which makes me wonder Just if these leeches are new or something else. I hope they're something that we're, the people we were fighting with have come in contact with before, so we'll know what to do. 
<sighs> From my understanding, if, yes, the, the most difficult thing uh, when fighting a leech is their resources. They have centuries of life, which allows them to infect and fester in cities. If these leeches are new, like one would expect, given how recently we've learned of them, they should have relatively little political power, which will make them a little less dangerous. Most leeches fall to our claws relatively easily when push comes to shove. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, good information. Uh, Roy, you have any questions? Aguirre? Um, can't really think of any. Uh, seems like it, it varies from one to four with how tainted they are with the worm. That seems appropriate, though. Who knows, right? I've seen, I've heard of the the blenders not smelling of the worm, or only mild a mild smell. While I've heard, uh, and the same for the tainted ones smelling lightly of the worm, but all of them have also smelt very strongly of the worm. It's though I will say that I've heard that the the dissolvers tend to have more of a worm taint than the other four categories, from my understanding. Once again. Yeah, it, it does seem like the latter two, the dissolvers and the impersonators that you were describing, would have the most warm taint, since they can uh, shift. Seems likely. Uh, well, anyway, good luck to you both. Fenris, watch over you, Cora. To the days of Ragnarok, Quickwire. Well, he didn't watch me until my rite of passage. Then I fell under cockroach. Good luck to you both. Yeah. Now, we go to Zeb, who... You're doing some research, right? Yeah, so I'm just going to do the into cult role, uh, role first, and then probably link up with these guys thereafter. I don't, you don't need to go back yeah. through, you know, Zeb doing his own channel of things. So I just yeah, so, uh, j- yeah, roll your, uh, your into cult. Uh, we'll describe you at a nearby public library while you're doing this, as well as communing with several spirits that, or the few spirits you think you can get in contact with diff six and, and try to, yeah i'm trying to make it logical too i, I probably would have just had a, a quick passing with winds of the ash and dead like hey point a guy in the right direction right just give yeah. some plausibility of, of how this would have started okay well no he's already left he left that morning okay all right then so in diff six you say yep diff six gotcha cool so several things you do recall from your young silent strider training that a vampire god is the reason the Silent Striders can no longer step into the lands of Egypt. Upon defeating him, he used his blood magic and cast a great curse upon you all and locked away your ancestors so that you must leave the land of Egypt and were forever cut, cut off from your past. And so you know that some leeches can grow very powerful with age. And the human mythology backs that up. That... All the myths seem to say that the older the vampire is, the stronger it is. There are several myths about silver, of garlic. A common way in the mythology is to cut off the head and take out the heart. Others are to stake a vampire. Many myths say that fire can do it as it are sunlight of course the vampire can take the shape of a wolf or a bat it's hard to 
really suss out the myth from the truth. Though you notice that there are so many weaknesses tied with the vampire that you strongly suspect that the writers of these myths actually came across different vampiric tribes similar to the Garu, and that they simply wore their tribal connections on their sleeve more. The garlic one also seems unlikely to you, as does the religious one, as there are similar myths regarding the Garu, and those don't work either. Okay, gotcha. And so you notice Cora and Roy returning from... North of the Karen. Hey, friends, what's the good word? Hey, Zeb. Just got back from talking to... Sakwar. <clears throat> yeah, what she said. <laughs> and we'll relay the information that we received. Good stuff. Good stuff. I wasn't inclined to bite one particularly, so it's good to know. I don't know about... Nah. Well, when you're out of options, you make do with the weapons you have. I reckon. Seems like it might be, you know, even some broken sticks or some kind of sharpened pieces of wood could be good, but otherwise I ain't, I ain't got much much of these other things they talk about being useful. Claws. No, that too. You've you always those. default to that. You've got those. Well, I'm a little excited. This sounds like a pretty good lead. Did you did you get any idea numbers or type when uh, when you found out about them in the area? No, I didn't even realize there were different types. Um... From what it sounded like, Howling King said that there weren't many attacked, so I'm not thinking there was a whole lot of them. But we can ask. Um, we can ask him when um, when we see him next. I gotcha. Uh, did you have any? Did you get any other information? Uh, myth and legend. It's trying to parse out what's the you know what was written for a story and what's the real thing that seems to work. Uh, I think the things that jive with yours are. You know, fire, stakes. I ain't looking to carry around silver and, and the religious objects and garlic things. Sounds like kind of a, a lame way to go. The only other thing I could add is age makes a difference for sure. Um, I certainly have my own my own hatred for that group that's uh, deeply ingrained. But um, age age was why I asked. I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've heard the tales that could play play a factor. But you know, again, they're varied and there are many types. Mm. Awesome. Let's get about it, huh? Mm-hmm. So. We will go back to Kyle. Kyle, what do you plan on doing now? Um, I think it makes sense to relay what I learned to Steven. Okay. And then probably the next thing is to talk to... Uh, I think the main one is... The main people are Hannah Young, Tina, and Tim. Okay. Sounds good. So you, you want to start off with them... Hannah, it, um, Tina, what about Boyd? I knew there was someone whose name I didn't write down in time. But, Perfect. Uh, <laughs> um, which one's like the de facto, I don't know, leader, I guess? Uh, that's difficult to say. Tina, Boyd, and Tim are like the top alpha group, basically, of this network. They're the ones who are in the inner circle trying to create a... Uh, plans and then they reach out to their their respective friend groups to uh to perform these acts of community service okay um 
Well, if there's a chance to talk to more than one of them at once, I'll take that, and otherwise I'll just let Steven decide, since he knows more about the groups. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Steven will go, well, Tina and... One sec. Here we are. Tina and Tim live uh, closest to each other, so I would talk to her and them first. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Tina is up in Manitou proper, and Tim is out of old Colorado. All right. Uh, Are they both kenning? Yeah. All three of them. All three of them are kenning. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, uh, now Boyd's also in Manitou, but I know Tina and Tim are a little miffed at him right now. Uh, Something related to what we're doing? Uh, Yeah, he's been a bit more confrontational with the police, so to speak. Okay. Well, I think I know something about dealing with people like that. You wound me. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say that they were bad. Your words cut like a clave. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the silver. Sure. Let's uh, let's go talk to Tina and Tim first. And right. Hannah Hannah's cool. around, and we can get a hold of her anytime. She's she's been working with the the community she brought in to get fed, and just trying to hold them together uh, since they didn't get fed. Right. Um. Is she Kenning as well then? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I mean, I don't plan on bringing anything in particular up, but wouldn't want something to slip. Yeah, certainly. Uh, also, be careful with uh, Hannah. She survived uh, the incident down south last year. Oh shit! I'm. She I'm was glad du- she's okay. Yeah, she wasn't super directly involved, but she had family and friends die in that that assault, the, like at the warehouse and shit. Right. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, if you think it's for the best, then I, I won't mention it at all. Unless you have to, it just, you know, it, it just seems rude. Yeah. Polite. Yeah. Cool. So, you get to Tina's house. She's a middle-aged uh, Hispanic woman. She's got an oval face, a little more heavy set as she kind of looks over and goes, uh, Hello, Stephen. <sighs> Thank you, but we're fine, I promise. No one's been around today. Oh, no, um, sorry. This is, as he kind of makes a motion of <laughs> apology. Uh, this is Kyle Guards the Low, and he's a friend of mine, and he wanted to try and help with your situation, and he's a little less, um, he's a little less buoyed about it than I am. <laughs> it's, okay. uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> come in, come in. As you notice in front of her yard, there's these nice raised beds with, uh, fresh, with, Lots of food with a fair amount of it has been picked. Uh, Come Um, in. How nice is her house? It's relatively nice. I mean, it's Manitou, right? So, like, even the lower end buildings are relatively well constructed and maintained. Okay. Uh, Good. So, uh, how can I help you boys? Uh, Well, I mean, I, I think both of us here just want to get everyone fed same as you um hopefully in a way that doesn't 
bring any violence onto anyone. Good, Since that's... We, there's already been a fair amount of that recently. Yeah, they they keep coming about and saying that my, my raised beds out front are against building code now. I've had those things for three years, and they haven't said anything about it until this. That dickhead of a police chief is just using his contacts here in Manitou to, to harass me. Yeah, I, uh, I talked to someone, and it sounds like Chief Mitchell really has it out for you guys. <laughs> yep, doesn't surprise me. Anyway, uh, what were you thinking to try and make this stop? I want to keep those raised beds out front as I have some, though I'm working on some in the back as well, just to get some extra stock, if, especially if we're going to keep trying to feed the, the homeless here and allow people from the network to graze off my garden. Well, um, I'd done a little bit of looking uh, and a little bit of brainstorming, and I, I feel like there are are two different paths that that we can take to try and mitigate some of this one is more aggressive not physically uh, despite it being you know us um, that path is like talking to the press organizing protests being a lot more in your face about everything that the police chief is doing um, I don't know how well that would work for your front garden though Okay, so you see a you see a young young girl kind of coming in, and she goes, "Loran," as she start as Tina starts speaking uh, Spanish to her daughter, and then at points points the the young girl replies in Spanish, and then storms out of the room, and she goes, "Sorry, uh, Loran is not uh, not Kenning, and I told her to take care of some of the garden things in the backyard while we speak." Ah. Okay. I'll be careful with what I mentioned then. Thank you. Anyway, uh, continue. The second route is, uh, well, it's a little bit tail between your legs kind of thing. Um, it's issuing an, a public apology and taking responsibility, I'll use uh, air quotes there, uh, for not having a permit and then trying to go around the chief's back. That's how he feels based on what my contact has said. He feels slighted and, and insulted. He feels slighted and uh, insulted because we tried not, we're, we're trying to create something that he can't lord over people as she's just kind of shaking. But, and so would we still be able to use the food from our garden then? Because that was the whole the whole point of this was to show that a community could support a community. Well, so unfortunately, like you could use the food from your garden, but the the prep, all all of the the cooking, and and prep work for it would have to be done in some sort of commercial setting. And so so obviously, uh, that's either renting a space, um, building a space on you know, at someone's house. Um, I think it has to be... Well, you know, that that's something that we'd have to look into. But it, it just has to be separate from your, your regular kitchen, at least. Um, or doing something like a, a food truck and cooking out of that. <sighs> I'll have to think about it, because I don't want them to continue continuing to harass us, but... 
spending all that money kind of shoots down the messaging about how anyone can help if we just come together and uh, well I don't know. um I, I I don't think it it shoots it all down if say you could talk to um well so there are there are a lot of places especially in in Manitou that aren't open seven days a week right um they're open five or six you know usually closed on on monday or tuesday and if you could get them to donate time in their kitchen for this that might be another avenue to explore okay yeah i think I, i'll do a little bit of reaching out that way too uh, uh thank you uh for what it's worth um i'm not i'm not sure what to do and we will have a meeting we have a uh, we have an a uh, inner circle meeting in a few days so we'll we'll discuss it then if you could bring up some of these ideas with the the others i would be i'd greatly appreciate it yeah i i can i can do that i'm i'm assuming that you want to go the the gentler route then i don't know yet i a mix a blend i suppose because i do think these sort of things are a grave injustice but I don't know if I'm willing to put up the fight and put my family through the fight of trying to go through that. Uh, we meet we meet the 23rd, so in three days, two days really, uh, given how late it's getting. But if you could talk to the other two members and give them this sort of same information, I think we could discuss it internally and you could come by Monday? Yeah, I, I think that should work. Good. Thank you uh, for what you're putting in. Uh, also, get your your kin in line, please. Mm. Boyd, Boyd's, Boyd's a good man, obviously. He Otherwise, we wouldn't have invited him into this, but he's, he's blinded by his own privilege. And so... Even though he's the one pushing back the hardest, the squeeze is coming back onto myself and Tim. Yeah, I can, uh, well, we can talk to him about that, too. Very good. Uh, Boyd's a couple blocks, as she points out, that way. Uh, Steven, you know the address? Yeah, yeah, I know the address. No worries. And so you guys start heading out that way. Meanwhile, the rest of you have kind of gathered your information. Uh, what kind of things do you want to do now to prepare for the raid? It's about 3, 3.30, maybe 4, after all of your investigating, walking, and talking. Um, before I start preparing, I want to send, like, a raven spirit to send the message of my conversation with Regender. Okay. We'll say that you accomplish that as the raven lands as it looks at you. I'll give it a little bit of gnosis. Okay. As it laps it up and feeds upon it. And I go, I have a message I'd like for you to deliver. Very well. And I will relay uh, the information that Regender gave me about the stone and the proper timing of the month and how he would gladly and would like to connect a moon bridge to the Sept of the Five Mirrors. Okay. The spirit repeats exactly what you say in these loud caws that you can understand because of spirit speech. 
And then it continues to repeat them constantly. It's just minor ones, though they sometimes spike up super loud as it flaps off and you hear it speaking its mantra of your exact sentence over and over again <laughs> as it starts dissipating into the... And I'll try to yell at it, be sure to take the safest way. <laughs> as it repeats to you, be sure to take the safest way five or six <laughs> times before it starts repeating the mantra again. Uh, and I'll just smile. Did did anybody else see that? Or <laughs> uh, probably a couple people. You guys probably heading back to the Karen hear this raven raven just cawing incredibly loudly in the umbra, <laughs> and then just you hear Mark screaming, "Take the safest way! Take the safest way! Take the safest way!" They don't understand it. It sounds like raven cause to them. <laughs> so anyway, you guys kind of just reconnect now after that uh, little bit mark as you see them having some a bit of discussion back and forth about vampires oh I have a little bit about information about leeches at least I don't know if they'll do any good spoke with uh, uh, final days and I mentioned we were going on a leech hunt and asked for advice and he said fire and sunlight would do it I'm not sure if we could do um, fire, but we could try. We'll talk to Helen King and see what we can do. Isn't isn't sunlight just like UV light? Couldn't we just use that? I don't know. It I don't know if it's like a physical thing that happens with them, or if it's like like the spiritual thing, like because you know we have Luna. This is very true. I wonder. That's a good idea, though. We should we should look more into that and ask around and see what what we could do. You can. I have a mechanics question related to kind of looking at summoning a fire spirit that I would probably unleash later. Uh huh. And, it, and so I have right of summoning. I do not have right of binding. Is there okay. still an ability to, to to summon a spirit with that right and to say, "Hey, on my signal, I would unleash this fire spirit." Like. Come to where I am, and 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 you know, we have an arrangement to do my bedding. Yeah, you or can does do it. Still require you, the other right. No, the other right makes it so that you can do it whether it agrees to it or not. The okay. other way, you would have to make a uh, a deal with it, so to speak. You'd have okay. to do what the spirit wants. Okay, then I, I will go about doing that. Um, lately, I, I would gather some some kindling, um, some soot, um, infusing that with gnosis, and then looking at you know summoning a fire spirit to to lay out those exact terms. Okay. When called, I would need help. All right. What kind of fire spirit are you thinking of summoning? A gaffling? A jaggling? I'll go. I'll go for a jaggling. Okay. Yep. I had already had it configured. All right. Here we go. And uh, I'll expend the willpower for success, sir. Uh, you can't for these sort of rituals. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, that's fine. We're 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 all right. (laughs) We're in good shape. Four successes. The kindling ignites, and you see this spirit that resembles like a bird and then it shifts into like a bear and a wolf as its body burns and its voice crackles and crackles back and forth as it goes why have you called to me the months are not yet cold helios still warms i'm aware of the time and i'm sorry to trouble you but i request your help we are bringing the fight to abominations that have sidestepped from the cycle of life 
and renewal. We seek to find these vampires that are here, preying upon the living, and destroy them. I would request your help in doing so at a time of my choosing, when it may, when that call may come, and I will accept your terms as you offer them. Fire is wild. It is difficult to control for the on signal on your beckoned call. Fire might be housed for a time, but fire goes out and fire expands upon its own accord. Am I correct? You are correct. And I do not impose a time that would be, well, I impose some time that is unnatural to last. The, the duration of a campfire is what I would require, and I am happy to fuel that to your requirement. Beyond that is indeed an abomination entirely contrary to your nature. Then, hear me. I require the gift of Gnosis. Two tastes, so that my flames can ignite with great strength. And I can roar defiance at the night. My next request and requirement in this deal is that you allow me to spread as far as I may and lift not but a claw nor a finger to stop my spread. Oh man, that's rough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like how much do you not like Zeb? A whole lot. Okay. Very well. <laughs> your terms, they've been laid out. <laughs> I understand your renewal and the importance in the cycle, and I honor it as you spread and remove this blight from this world. Good. As it looks at you, and it looks at your hands. Gift it, then. All right, I will. I will gift two gnosis to it. As you see it turn, and it looks like a flame made of. Uh, a hu- it takes a human shape as it places its hands gently on you and you feel the gnosis within your hands bubble away like water as it seems to breathe in the steam of your spiritual strength as your hands grow warmer and warmer and warmer as your palms start to sweat and the sweat seems to meld with your own spiritual nature that you've glazed your hands in as the buffer between you and the pure raging flames grows thinner and thinner until it grows white hot and before you can pull your hands away the spirit pulls its away and you see your hands not scorched but but a little red as it got a little close to fire the the spirit goes into the wood and vanishes as you see the wood that you use to summon it now blackened and charred with but a few sparks and into the sky you see the sparks climb up into the sky as it you hear the cack the crackling whispers simply howl my name burns with no mercy i see how that'll go badly bonfire spirit (laughs) (laughs) all right um yeah zeb will make his bow and uh return perfect to the to the party Burns with no mercy, burns unquestionably, burns without thought. <laughs> sure, there's lots of thought. <laughs> burns, burns with peer review. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go back real quick to 
Kyle and them, or as you guys get to Boyd's house. You knock on the door as you see a younger guy, uh, early 30s, late 20s, as he looks at you and goes, oh, Steven, uh, who's this? Oh, you're the you're the uh, the other one with my relatives, right? I'm Kyle, guards the low. Ah, oh, nice to meet you, Kyle. Uh, come on in, come on in. Thank you, Elliot. We've got guests. Okay, as you hear a call out. Uh, are you guys hungry at all? Ah, uh, I'm I'm okay for now. Thank you, though. Sure. So, uh. Steven, uh, you're not uh, coming to me with more ideas of what you want to do to the police chief, so I'm assuming that's your doing? <laughs> Maybe a little. Uh, mostly, we have enough heat on us uh, from an our perspective kind of thing, as it is with All the right. recent uh, bear attack. Oh, yeah. Bear attack, huh? As he looks at Steven. Uh, okay, well, that's what you uh, you guys do, or so I'm told. Uh, so, what's your what's your solution then? If you're trying to keep a low profile, uh, so we've already spoken with Tina, and we plan to speak with Tim after we speak with you. Uh, but we we have kind of two two different paths ahead of us. Uh, and, you know, perhaps a little mixing of them. Uh, and then, out of character, I'm just going to go through what I yeah. did with with Tina. As he goes, man, fuck Chief Mitchell. I say we go and fu- we, we do the whole protest. That's my, my thought. The fucking power-tripping, dumbass motherfucker. I, look, I don't disagree. I think he's an asshole. But... I think it's also worth noting that this could still go very badly for everyone, especially personally. Because, like, even if the protest goes very well, even if um, the article is well-received and, and, you know, the, the police apologize publicly for the way it was handled or anything like that, there's a very good chance that they're going to keep harassing Tim and they're going to keep harassing Tina. Or mm-hmm. that it'll get worse, and they'll come in and just like tear down her garden since it's not uh, yeah. since it's in violation or whatever. Yeah, I, I I get that, but you know they they come here, they bother me too. You know they I've seen the cops do the patrols. Like sure, my garden's in the back, so and I have one raised bed, but that's just cause. But they don't seem bothered because I I looked into the uh, the code. Anyway, m- my point being. Is, is that we all, if we all suffer together, I think we could do a greater good. But I get what you're saying, and I'll, I'll stew on it, okay? I, I appreciate that. Just the only thing I would ask you to consider is that they may end up suffering even more. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll try and think of that. Um, no, I don't know how Tim could. Uh, they make more money than me, but what, whatever. Uh, sometimes it's... Not just about money. Sometimes it's just about being shot. <laughs> I guess so. Hey, thanks, sir. thanks, uh, Kyle. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's it, good to meet you. Yeah. Likewise. Likewise. Uh, 
we'll introduce you around some of the the kin sometimes, especially if you're you're sticking around a lot longer. I mean, we were we were supposed to introduce you guys a while ago, but uh, then you all kind of vanished. Uh, they didn't tell us why, but you know, neither here nor there. Garu yeah, secrets sure. are Garu secrets. <laughs> yeah, well, there's always reasons to head out of town, you know. Yep, I hear you. All right, you guys, you guys take care. You too. All right. So back to the rest of you. Zeb returns. You're all kind of in the physical realm. Awesome. Um, <laughs> it's still around four thirty. You said. Yeah, it's, well, at this point, it's probably closer to, like, five. Okay, so I think we should probably find Helen King. Okay. And we're going to go out. All right. Uh, as you start heading off, uh, Cora, you hear a kind of familiar voice. Uh, it seems pretty sassy as you hear a, uh, look at that. <sighs> I remember that. She walked away just like that when she decided to use my moon bridge without using a single goddamn talent. <laughs> Coral, turn around. Roger! Hey, hey! Who are these two? Hey. You abandoned your old pack? Good lord! <laughs> yeah, no, they were, they were, I was done with them. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, no, I this would- This is Dev and Roy. Nice to meet you. Is Roger's this, you know, mid-30s looking kind of, or early 30s kind of looking guy. He's got drab kind of clothing. His clo- clothes are all all filthy. He's unkempt. He's got a bit of a smear of dirt on his face. As he goes, hey, nice to meet you. As he rubs both of his hands on his filthy-ass grimy pants and then claps his hands on yours and goes, nice to meet you. And he turns to Zeb, nice to meet you too, as he slaps your hand and shakes it. Cora's gonna take a deep breath and go in for a hug. <laughs> as he goes in and he goes, oh, I've been told to get her brave. As he kind of picks <laughs> her up briefly. How's it going, Roger? What are you doing here? Uh, doing a bit of traveling, uh, and a bit of penance. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, that I, that wasn't the cause. Oh no, I uh, I pulled a I pulled a prank on Shadow Dagger, and uh, you know. Oh, oh, I bet he was mad. He was so mad. He said, "Please leave." <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, you Heather. Have to tell me what you did later. <laughs> yeah, Heather and Snow are here too, somewhere. They're getting to meet your. They're getting here to meet your elder. Oh yeah. Oh, is it about the um, the Moonbridge? No, no, no. Uh, well, they, there's some talk about Moonbridges. They don't know anything about it. Heather, Heather's here because of uh, she has connections with another fury that came this way. They go. They go back a while and. Well, you know, she's trying to keep keep track of it, and and you know we're friends with Malcolm, so of course we're going to check on his cousin while we're here. Of course. And uh, then the other thing is, we're just we're looking for some stuff, uh, big stuff, kind of. Uh, anyway, Heather's doing her Afro challenge, 
uh, here coming up soon. She's going to a big Fury thing on the West Coast, and I'm doing a bit of a, my ragaboshing along the way. We're trying to smooth things over. I know uh, f- Final Days and Malcolm have had a couple run-ins, and it's not, I wouldn't call it bad blood, but we're, we're trying to smooth things over, you know, those intertribal things, since Malcolm's going to be out this way soon with his old pack, too. Oh, it'd be great to see him again. Yeah, I think so. It'd be good to, to hang out. I know Snow is uh, Snow's ready to talk to you about new battle scars. I would love to talk to Snow about new battle scars. I actually, yeah, I would love to talk to Snow, actually. Um, thinking about doing my next drink challenge, and I'd like to get her input, actually. So, Oh. That'd be really cool. Yeah, she'll set you down. I mean... Shit, she just hit Athro, too. Oh, fantastic. Malcolm did, too. Yeah, and his uh, and his alpha hit Athro, too. Oof. Damn, everybody's getting, getting there, huh? Uh, you know, the Firestarters did run with King Albrecht. Fair enough. I deserve uh, it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, you guys will run around. You guys will meet your own legends, too. You know, you just... You guys forge your own legends. Don't don't ride the coattails like those fucking slackers. <laughs> and us fucking slackers, we're riding their coattails. <laughs> As he does kind of like a little dancing, goes, and Snow can't hear that. Uh-uh. <laughs> I might I might tell her. Should I tell her? I that tell seems her. really rude. <laughs> Cora just I, laughs. As he goes, I guess uh, we'll have to tell that you lost to a bone gnar in a former challenge. <clears throat> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> to a ragabash, no doubt. Ooh. Oh. Gross. I know. Gross. Your pride, <laughs> as thin as the ice you claim to be, be descended from... Ooh. Sorry, we're catching up. My uh, Roger Bonar Afro uh, Ragabosh. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, you said Roy, right? Hey, Ragabosh with the Infernal Alphas. Yeah, nice to meet you, and Zeb. That's right, Zeb Silent Strider Theerge, also with the Infernal Alphas. Roy and I here rolling together to the end. Ah, yep, Roy. Roy giggles endless. Ragabosh, Bonar, Athro of the Final Howl. <laughs> Some title you got there. Final Howl? Uh, was prophesized, apparently, when we ran off uh, a ancient Thurge, old elder, uh, voice of a thousand spirits, said that he saw that our Howl would herald the, the start of the apocalypse, or the final battle. Voice of a Thousand Spirits or Voice of a Thousand Angels? Ah, uh, he was... He's heralding. Well, <laughs> the man could sing a mean song. I wouldn't call it angelic, though. <laughs> well, usually mean songs and angelic don't really go together, so you, you're probably right. I suppose so. Ah, fellow Ragabosh, it's good. Good, someone can take off. Fucking choke. A joke or a choke? Because this one can't take either. Oh, man. I'm at Korra. Ooh. Oh, so she's your bloody snow. Got it. (laughs) 
as he looks at as he looks at Cora and he just gives a smile and goes, "We all need a Roger in our life, and I can't be everywhere." Cora's just gonna turn to Roy. Um, we She's gonna punch him. She's just gonna punch him, <laughs> like right in the gut. We were as making he, such good progress too. As he goes, whoop, there it is, right in the fucking gut. <laughs> yeah. I I'd be much more uh, worried if if she could actually throw a punch. So I I take her beatings from time. I nearly okay. killed you. <laughs> nearly. I'm still here without any scars. If it was nearly, I'd have more scars to show off. Uh, Kids. I'm gonna kill you. One day. Kids. I'm gonna kill. Roger, I'm gonna kill Kids. him one day. Zeb, don't 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 you believe me? You were there for a couple of them. Fucked your shit up. He's really embracing this part of the get affairs, Cora. It's full immersion for our boy Roy, our guy Roy. As you hear Roger go, there's a word for that. It's called masochism. <laughs> oh, he's he he will die by my hand one day. Uh, wait till wait till at least, till at least it's the, a pretty hand. Oh, hey, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're here. We're doing our our thing. Snow's been a little little distant. I don't know what that's about, but fuck it, whatever, man, right? She's been contemplating. I think she's been getting a little into her head since uh, one of our pack mates died. He died last year, though. Mm -hmm. I think she's had... Yep. Uh, Crimson Shame. Fiona. Actually, he died... Yeah. I'll need to... I would really like to talk to Snow now. Um, We'll be here for... Be here for about a week. Good. Um, our Fiona recently passed. Oh. I'm sorry to hear that. So she, you lost yeah. uh, you lost Fury Song, huh? Yes. Hmm. You'll never guess who too. No, I wouldn't. What's up? Cora's rage starts bubbling. <laughs> you remember Bic? Uh, yeah, I remember Bic. You had a run-in. Shit, man. Mm-hmm. Cora's like start like she starts like her hand starts like shaking just to try and hey keep her cool you know how he looks at her and he yeah he looks at her and goes cut it out that fury is important on the battlefield but if you hold it all the time you open up a chance for the worm to come in it's probably the most sane thing I've ever heard you say Roger yeah well there's enough spirals in the world and quite frankly. I'm tired of seeing them. Same. Uh, we're uh, on to other news. We're hunting leeches tonight. Oh, you I'm have sure. Fun. Don't bite them. Hmm. I said, "Have fun. Don't bite them." You know, I heard that. It's true. Uh, <laughs> you, you won't. You know, you, hearing you, it twice makes me really want to consider doing it just to see what it tastes like. No, oh, no, no, no. All right, so. Uh, from the fire starters, um, uh, there's this, it was this, uh, Brian First Wolf, their alpha, he got a bite on it, and he got a good bite, but the, the leech got away, and he, he realized that he couldn't stop thinking about the leech, just like little things here and there, kind of, uh, you know, like a crush almost? And then when he bit it again, 
it was an infatuation and the thing was able to kind of tell him whether uh, kind of able to manipulate him that way. They had to kill the leech right then and there to break the spell over Brian, who was starting to defend it. Well, damn. Okay. Note so, to self. Don't bite. So uh, if you bite question, it... Is this it, biting or ingesting any part of it? Uh, I don't know. It just happened with a bite, but I'm betting it's the ingesting part. And that... Vamp, vamps are all about blood, so I'm betting it has something to do with their blood. Okay, just wondering. Yeah. Makes me think how many uh, doctors are vamps. Oh, Gaia. Anyway, you kids have fun on your vampire hunt. Uh, I do have some stuff around here uh, to take care of. Part of that whole ragabosh athro challenge. I hope you succeed. Me too. Uh, I'll let Heather know you're here too. She's she's wanted to say hi too. You guys, of course. good kids. <laughs> sure. Corey laughs and laughs. We are the problem, children. What? That's why you're good kids. <laughs> <laughs> you you would say that. I would All say right, that. Eyes from below. <laughs> The Omega Pack sees all, as he kind of does like the nobody saw, you saw nothing motion with his hands as he moves backwards and back into the Karen, or further into Bye. the woods. Bye! <laughs> so that was Roger, we met in New York. <laughs> he looks, he seems like he's from New York. <laughs> he's a trip. He's a trip. Well, um, yeah, I mean, what is it, like a, a thousand miles trip from here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, Kyle, you and Steven finally get to the last person on your list as you get to Tim's house. Knock. So, Tim answers. Tim has a beard that is brightly colored with bits of glitter and a little bit of makeup as they look at look at you and go ah oh hey, hey steven come on in uh brian will be back soon as well uh, we were just about to put away some groceries so good timing on your part um it's a uh, it's a pleasure to meet you i'm uh, i'm kyle it's uh it's nice to meet you kyle uh tim uh so I'm uh, working with Steven, and uh, I've already spoken with uh, Tina and, and Boyd um, uh, about Families of the Peak and uh, the, the police. Okay. Uh, perfect. Uh, let me hear what, you're, what, what you told them then, and I'll, I'll comment as best I can to my knowledge on things, if that's all right with you. Of course. Of course. Um, I mean, a- after all, this is, you know... Well, it's it's your guys' organization, and we just want you to be successful. Sure. Um, out of character, I'll go through the spiel again. Okay. Go, sh- go through the spiel as they listen, and they finally go, That's, uh, that's good. Uh, so, I'm actually a, a lawyer, so I might be able to help on some fronts if we go... Whether the hard or the middle way. And now I'm thinking the middle way you were talking about of, you know, not tail between our legs sort of thing, but definitely, you know, 
a little bit of pushback with the with the newsletter and all that, but maybe not a full protest as we kind of talk to the uh, talk to the city council and try and get something arranged so that this organization can start uh, start feeding the homeless and being regulatory compliant until we either reverse that law or make it so that it has to be an organization of you know x amount of people or whatever sure uh, well and and i think i think that makes sense um and uh, well i hope you get to flex your lawyer chops uh, i try uh, most of what i do is uh rehoming and rehoming orphan children who need a place to stay uh, usually within uh usually children related to members of older brother ah okay i see well that's uh, a very noble pursuit it's a good way of making sure that we have connections with our kin as well as keeping them out of danger since we're a way that the enemy tries to get to our relatives but you know my partner and i have had to deal with that our whole lives anyway with you know someone who's non-binary with a masculine non-binary with another man here in colorado springs always draws eyes and the you know protect the family crowd sure sure i imagine that gets tiresome a little bit but you know what we got the protect the family facility down south clothes so all that's left is the one up north oh well congratulations thank you protect their own fucking families <laughs> but yeah no I, I appreciate you bringing this to us uh and tina said that you guys were going to talk with us again monday uh yes yes i believe her intent was that at the larger meeting that i uh bring up these options again okay yeah I, yeah, if you just told us, then we can discuss it among ourselves since we're the inner circle. We're the ones who try and, you know, pick what projects, pick our battles, so to speak. But uh, if you can get us in contact with that reporter, either tomorrow or something like that, uh, do you need my number? Oh, well, that that would be very helpful, so I can give that directly to her. They write that down and they, they hand you their number? All right, well, thank you so much. Absolutely. If you guys need anything, don't hesitate to talk to us. Uh, we're, we're glad to help, especially if you're doing all this. Um, and especially if you can get uh, Boyd to calm down a bit. Um, I have some privilege, but, you know, not as much as him. <laughs> right. Um, we, we did talk to him a bit about it, and he said he would stew on it. That's which, good. Since I haven't met him, I, I mean, yeah, that I have to take him at his word. Uh, Boyd, if, if he Boyd's good. Let us know. Yeah, Boyd's good. Boyd's good. He's he's a bit hot blooded, especially for one of uh, one of that tribe. He he's a mix of hot blooded and mediator. They uh, he came to us and uh, explained some of the ideas. Tino Tino was the one who came up with the community network, and Boyd, living close, wanted to get in on that break bread and then the both of them reached out to me uh and then boyd boyd has done several 
uh, community service things with the homeless of his own accord, and that's what got us in contact with Hannah. So, you know, as long as she's doing fine, because, you know, and that it hasn't caused her or her groups too much problems, then I'm willing to do what it is without, you know, giving Mitchell his his ego boost by making it a public making it a public apology that that just doesn't sit right with me no and honestly as soon as i heard that option i had a feeling that it wouldn't no matter how reasonable you are it's uh hard to apologize to someone who dumped bleach on your food yeah and tina and boyd have the the gardens my garden's really small and we we just got the dome up Recently, it's a small little greenhouse dome, so that we're able to produce, provide some food during the winter a bit. But Tina and Boyd like slaved over those those gardens and produced a ton of produce that could have just fed the homeless and would have been great. Little carbon, very little carbon footprint because it was all grown here in town. You know, just Mm -hmm. they even went to some ranchers and got you know, some local local chicken and pork, things like that, to just throw in a little extra meat. So Okay. Well, you know, actually, um, you, you mentioned you were a lawyer. Uh, I don't know too much about, you know, food safety practices and such, but I know that bake sales are allowed without any sorts of permits. Um, it might also be so if you're, so long as you're not dealing with any meat or eggs or anything like that okay that might be it's, it's not something i know much about but since you're more familiar with the law than me it might be oh worth yeah looking into. it might be something worth looking into I, I so the goal of this whole thing is and i'm sure tina and boyd has have given you the same spiel but it's about the people of the community providing for each other with what they have and that we we all come together whether it's through finances since i I make more money doing the lawyer thing. I'm able to provide a little more money in the backlog so that if people hit hard times, they're able to pull from that a bit more, so to speak. And we created our own social safety net since Colorado is definitely not going to do it and the federal government's definitely not going to do it. Right. And it's a proof of concept. And if we can do this, we could get other Kenningkin to start these sort of things in their communities too start focusing on the things they care about because it's a great network. We've got about 40 people doing this and, you know, only only 14 of us are kin. Well, uh, that's impressive that it's already spread that far outside of the group. Uh, so it's been a thing for a while. We, we mostly focused on our own affairs, helping each other build each other's gardens, donating food between each other uncooked so you know the law didn't really care that much and Mm -hmm. we'd come to we when we reached out to hannah we wanted to do something big a publicity sort of thing to show what people with good intentions could do and what they have to do that the homeless in this city are just as much a part of our community as the people in our network well I probably speak for both me and Steven when I say that means a lot to us. Good. Oh. <laughs> As they kind of 
a little misty-eyed thinking about it. I'm glad, I really am. Just, now watching that bleach, that, that hurt. That hurt a lot. And it hurt a lot more than I thought it would. I can't even imagine being there, but I can imagine seeing it happen from the other side of things. Uh, as the people who are going to be fed. Yeah, no, it happy event turned to a sad one. Uh, hard to imagine a worse crime, really. Well, hopefully the last time. Yeah. Hey, thanks for, for your work. Uh, I When you get that number, just let her get her get the reporter to call me. We'll, 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 we'll sort it out. All right. That sounds good. Thank you. Hey, absolutely. As you hear a car kind of driving in and he goes up. All right. That would be... That'll be Hank. Uh, we'll uh, get out of your hair then. <laughs> Thanks. As Tim gets up as they lead you to the door, they let you out and they go, Hank, you know Steven. Hank kind of nods and goes, and this is... Kyle. A pleasure to meet you. Pleasure's all mine as Ky- or as Hank shakes Kyle's hand as he's a big kind of burly ginger man. He sounds fantastic. He is. Great partner. As Tim wraps their arms around Hank, they kiss and wave you both off. As you guys return to the sept, it's about six o'clock. Um, before that, we'll rewind real quick and just before you get back to the sept kyle cora you get to howling king or you and the group the whole the whole group's there i said it wondering when we're heading out tonight uh we're gonna start at seven we're gonna head out here at about 6 30 we'll we'll uh probably take some umbral paths the luna's still bright so the moon paths are relatively safe through the city uh we can probably get some cars, too, if we need to. Get everyone that way. Is Kyle coming? I think so. Is right. Kyle coming? I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. Well, let's hope he's not late. Fair enough. Yeah, anyway. but I think... That I th- Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I think he is. Cool. Uh, yep. Out of character uh, is... Uh, fuck, Jade. Uh, Morgan. Morgan. Is she coming, or is she... Yeah, we're just going to assume Morgan is going with you guys in the background. Okay. Awesome. Succeeding all the roles that would, if she failed, would hamper you, and failing all the roles that would make you charge ahead. The perfect neutral character. <laughs> uh, while we're waiting for Kyle, can I commune with Unicorn? Uh, if you want, you can go into the Umbra and do that. Uh, Howling King will think it's weird that you step sideways in front of him, just like, okay, hi. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, given children of Gaia nature and third nature, I'm pretty sure that's uh, not going to be unheard of. I completely forgot. I can think to Kyle, hey, Kyle, are you coming to the leech killings tonight? Oh, fuck. I, I, have, I forgot have... to. <laughs> <laughs> right, our ability to communicate at any distance. <laughs> Even in the Umbra. Uh, well, I will respond. Um, 
it depends on when you're leaving. We're headed back to the Sept now. I could probably make it, uh, so long as I speak to the reporter tomorrow. Yeah, I believe we're leaving in about an hour. Uh, out of character, based on what Keegan said, I think I'll be there in time. Yes. Okay, uh, then, yeah, I should be there in time. Alright. Cool, I'll, uh, let everyone else know. Sounds good. Thanks, man. You're welcome. And then I'll let it be known that, uh, oh yeah, Kyle just said that he'll he'll be able to make it. Like, I just came out of a, uh, just thinking to myself, and I'm just like, yeah, Kyle will make it. As Howland King goes, <laughs> good. Uh, what else do you guys need to know from me? I'm just getting some last things set up for myself. Um, what do well, you we want just... for dinner? A good helping of shut the fuck up, Ragabosh. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, I was just going to go grab some food, but you didn't have to be a dick about it. I was actually going to bring you back something. That's like, nice. no joke, but okay. See where uh, your head's at right now. <laughs> Um, we already talked to Quickwire um, about how, like, how to prepare for the night. But if you've got any other information, then we're gonna do. Be- we're gonna systematically try and go around the the major bars. We've told most of our kin to stay out of sight tonight. Though we got one kin by. The name of uh, Anne Brock. She's Silverfang Kenning. She's going to go around the, the bars tonight. And we're going to see if anything nibbles, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. So this is, this is most like dive bars and clubs. Do we have an idea of, of number? And, and Zeb will kind of write, I'm, I'm, I'm Zeb, by the way. I don't believe we've met, but I'm a pack mate here of uh, our friend Roy. Okay. Better, so, dive bars, we're hitting all the main main bars where there are plenty of alleyways to pull someone into the back of. And I know that's a lot of places, but we want to check the alleys and we're going to check a few places. Let me grab, I'll grab a map before we head out to give you a better idea since I know you and Shit for Brains are <laughs> new to the city. <laughs> no, that, that'd be really helpful. Because one of the things I'm concerned with too, is I just don't, I just don't know how far away they are from, uh, uh, from the Cairn too. So that that'd be great. Me and Shit for Brands could really use that. <laughs> well, we're going downtown, so we'll be a couple miles from the Cairn. Uh, probably as uh, the Corax flies, maybe about five, six, maybe seven miles. A little further by foot, obviously. Do do you have kin that live down that way, or is this Wait, we've just, got, just we've got a few, where the leeches are? We have a few kin who live there, but all the kin that got fed upon got fed upon at night, on a, near weekend time when the bars were really uh, really jumping. And those those kin went out for drinks and things like that to meet with friends. As far as I'm aware, is this meant to be discreet or to send a message on a on a larger scale? Discreet first, larger message next. Understood. If we can, if we can find them feeding, throat them. If we need to find the nest, we find the nest and we throat those motherfuckers too. Sounds like a plan. But you know, as much as we can, we have to also preserve the veil. Litany's yeah. still important. 
I understand. I mean, we're, we're guests in this fight, so I just wanted to know what the conditions were, and I appreciate that. Yeah, downtown's pretty expensive, so most of our can are just outside of it in their little homes. So if we need to do something, if we need to do some collateral damage, I don't think it's a big deal. We're only going to be taking out a few drunken, probably corrupt humans if we, there is a crossfire. Don't let gender hear me say that, though. <laughs> I love to see you. Anyway, on the other side of the uh, gauntlet, you'll need to summon an incarna, or totem, I'm sorry, spirit, their mark. Okay. So, let's see. I have the rights of summoning. Well, yep. wait, isn't it? If it's my totem, don't I just, I don't need to do that, right? That you're thinking of your pack totem. Unicorn oh. is your tribe totem, so you would have to summon a totem avatar. Okay. Was was there anything special I needed for that? Then I wasn't aware of that. Uh, you will need to. You you have your standard things. So you bring out some things like fresh cut leaves, things like that. You probably have a butterfly that you've placed now in the center of it to kind of create okay. this makeshift glade. And so you okay. will need to do a right of summoning roll, difficulty seven. Alrighty, hold on. Let me get the rules. I got them up. Ooh, I'm a clever boy with the spirits. Seven dice. Ooh, shit. So as a third, Jesus. <laughs> Two successes means that the spirit manifests quickly, but is still initially hostile. As the as unicorn rears up, as you see the great spirit rear up, you notice that its shadow grows out long, and the shadow physically manifests as well. As the spirit, the black unicorn, walks around you, breathing out with flames in its eyes, as you hear unicorn going, You have disrupted my peace, young one. Why have you called? Mark will prostrate himself and kind of have his head to the ground and say, Great spirit, I apologize for summoning you so mis so intrusively but i come asking for a gift and i'll i'll kind of give him gnosis to give him like the idea of like peaceful mentory intent the horn dips into the gnosis as it drains into the horn and drips down the head as it thinks for a bit as it shakes its mane Unicorn looks over you and goes, You have offered Gnosis, but you have not offered for what is the gift. This is... This is understandable, because you are young, but it is a slight against the spirits to ask without first offering your service in the name of the spirit that you have summoned, especially one that you had so rudely interrupted. Oof. Out of character. I feel that pressure. <laughs> Mark Mark will uh, pretty much make forehead-to-ground contact at this point and deeply apologize to the spirit in, in as many ways as he can. You and see the black unicorn approaching a little bit as you feel the horn kind of scrape along your back and a hoof press upon your back and start pushing you into the dirt. As you hear the voice of unicorn, the neighing is a sweet melody of music which causes a twinge of pain in your heart when you hear its prodding question of, do you think prostration 
is the road to peace? And it is a genuine question that it asks you. No great spirit. It is just a representation of how I feel right now. I've what? done you a great disrespect. And I wish to ask what I can do to gain a gift of your arsenal. You see the black unicorn become two-dimensional again. It becomes a shadow under unicorn. You wish to cause pain. It is a gift of reducing your opponent's will to fight, and yet you had no will to make your case. So, I will ask then, first, you must bear to me your hopes and dreams for yourself. Speak them to me, and speak them clearly. If you shake in your convictions, if you cannot have any convictions of your own, then you have no right to rob the convictions of others with my gifts. Mark will raise his head up and look at Unicorn, and he will rise up and stand, and he'll take kind of like a, I guess, the hero pose it would be appropriate for this situation. And he'll kind of lay his hand on his chest and he'll ask Unicorn, Clearly you know the mark that I bear from the Talon. This shows my willingness that I want for my nation, for all Garu. Yes, I ask you for this arsenal, but I only ask for it so that I may go against the enemies of my brothers and sisters, of my tribesmen, of my fellow Garu. My dream is to see a united Garu nation, a nation not at itself, but at the enemies of Gaia. My dream is to see those who have fallen to come back, to re-enter the cycle anew and natural. My dream is to see balance brought back to all. As Unicorn thinks for a moment, and Unicorn speaks, What if they can't be saved? Do you have the strength to cut out the cancer? As it is natural for there to be contention, then it is natural for there to be fighting. And the result would have to speak for itself at that point. But I will use your arsenal in use for for my nation. You speak of unity. Would you, for the sake of unity, let Red Talons slaughter the innocent innocent humans, simply to call them? Would you let the Get of Fenris kill all those weaker than themselves who stood in their way and their battle lust to destroy the worm? Would you stand in the way of the Shadow Lord, who would try and supplant a rightful leader because they viewed the rightful leader as weak. Would you stand against a silver fan because they are the rightful leader and their convictions are strong, but you fear their madness has grown too much? Do you stand by your convictions? What does unity look like to you? Mark guides the fallen. Do you howl? Will you seek unity? Will you seek the meaning? of unity above all other things so that your 
your dream can be a reality? Yes, I will. Mark will again pat his chest and go, I will not allow the Red Talon to slay innocents, but I will bear their sorrow. I will not allow the Shadow Lord to betray, but I will be betrayed so that his voice is heard. I will not stand in the way of the Gedefenris trampling the weak, but I will shoulder the weak upon myself and take the trampling. Oh. And as for the Silver Fangs, their right to rule is their right to rule. I will let them rule, but I will bear the wrath of their madness to stave it from the innocent. Very well. As Unicorn rears its head and the horn upon Unicorn's head explodes in a dazzling bit of light as you shield your eyes. And when you look back, your claws and your fangs glow. And Unicorn is gone and you hear the distant voice. Then you have my arsenal. Be sure to keep your conviction and be sure to keep my ways. And Mark will say, thank you for your gift. I will keep my convictions and I will keep my conviction in your ways. All right, that's uh, six experience. Spent six experience. And so you return to the physical realm as you see Kyle and Steven kind of appearing. Oh, hey, guys. Sorry about that quick trip. Just something I forgot to do. <laughs> we forgive you for all the time we were waiting for you. Howling King smiles. He just got here, but he's an impatient bastard, just like me. <laughs> Steven. Mark will just laugh. Cops are still looking for you. You are not in this mission. Go sulk in the sept or something. You fucking gnar. Steven looks at him as you hear Howling King said, I said, back to the sept. As he stares Steven down and Steven turns around and sulks away a little bit. Anyway, we're going in. I got us a ride. Let's go hunt some fucking leeches. As you guys get into the cars and you drive downtown, could I get from all of you a perception streetwise, please? We'll go with difficulty six. Whew. All right. So everyone but Mark notices and, or actually we'll say uh, Mark, well not, I'm sorry, not Mark, uh, Kyle, Cora, and Roy, because Roy got two successes and he, you got uh, the Infernal Alphas and Mark would need two successes just because they're not from the city normally, is you guys pick up that there's a lot more police here than normal for a Saturday or for a uh, for a night like this. I mean, it's just a uh, it's a Friday night, but and there's usually more cops. But this is a lot of cops, like, and they seem to all be keeping their eyes out in places on the map that Howling King was pointing out. Mm. The uh, yeah. oh, go for it. Uh. Quickwire said something about vampires who can mind control, I think is what she said. Do you think that 
Yeah, she's. They, have, they probably have connections with the with the police force, don't they? Not yeah. to this level, unless unless they're uh, higher up, controlling. Mind control this many cops? Come on. No, mind control the upper management, and then they just tell the peons to go where wherever they want. <sighs> Possible. Mm. But if the if those cops on mind controlled were to witness anything, that yeah. would just put the leeches in danger. It, I. I think it might just be the opposite, that they've noticed what we've noticed. It's possible, but it makes our lives a little harder. You got you got ways to, as he taps his nose, for the yep. taint. Yep. I'll go ahead and use my sense worm. Okay. Use sense worm also. Shit. I don't know if there's a role for that. that is that it is. Uh, it's perception occult, and for you both, it'll be diff eight right now. Okay. I don't use it often at all. Usually there's a, a tooth, right? No, just Kyle has a tooth. He has a That's fetish I mean. that helps him. Sense worm is just a gift that you get the smell of it. But usually when we're using a sense worm, we're using his tooth, is what I was trying oh, to get at. Oh, got it, yes. That is true. Oof. So nothing yet as he goes, alright, fan out over the city, please. We will start hunting these fuckers down. Sounds like a plan. Is there a place you want us to rally to later? Alright, so as he points out, I'm going to start here. So you're going to start by uh, Billy O'Doyle, the uh, the Irish pub. And you're going to start making your way north, alright? And you'll be hitting this, 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 and this alleyway. We're going to be systematic as fuck about this. This is where the highest traffic is. This is where the most, uh, well, what I guess you'd call it, food mm-hmm. would be. I don't know. They're a bit gamey. Not now. And so once we do that, we're going to hit this street, and we're going to come back this way. We're going to hit these bars until we get to the Rocky Mountain Tap, tap Room. Once... We do that, then we're going to fan out in these directions, and then after that, we'll try and be a bit more randomized, simply in case we missed something. And we just, you know, run into Gaia, Gaia's blessed luck. But it's been a few days. I think we can do this hunt. I will be checking out over here for my own sake. Sound good? Sounds like a plan. Sounds good. Alright. Good luck. I'm meeting up with my pack now. Gotta be with you. Yep. As he waves off. Alright. Alright. So, we have two packs here. I think it'd be nice if we just separate that way. We could cover more ground. Yeah. Since we're not doing any battle right now. Well, well, it works because... uh, Kyle and I can stay in communication. Uh-huh. And I'll tap my forehead, or my the temple. How? Uh, just through thought. They got I can't get them out of my head. That's normal. <laughs> you were saying two hearts? They got a fancy toy. Oh, what is it? It's just an earpiece. Yeah, well, cool, uh, I guess. But it might be better to break up by people who can sense worm. Oh, that is also a fair point. I haven't been taught that. Neither have I. Both oh. me and Zeb know how. I'll uh, I'll go with Zeb since I can contact Roy. 
Okay. We could just switch places. All right. Sounds good. So it'll be Kyle, Zeb, and Morgan. And it will be Roy, Cora, and Mark. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Evens odds. Cool. Anyway, so <laughs> I need you guys to... So you guys start going. Roy, you and Kyle are moving around as you get past the uh, the sort of Irish bar now. As you see people mm-hmm. clanking and people laughing. Isn't it Zeb and Roy? Or, or Zeb and Kyle? It is yeah, Zeb and Kyle. Kyle. Yes, yeah. sorry. Zeb and, uh, Zeb and Kyle, you're, you, as you see the people clanking, you see some, you know, soldiers from Fort Carson coming in for a few drinks. You hear laughter throughout the whole place. The place is just roaring as you hear Irish fiddle playing in the background. Fun place. Yeah, seems like. Could I get a Sensworm Diff 7 from you, Zeb? All right. Hey, all right. The whiff, whiff of decay kind of starts to permeate your nose as you see a woman in a fine business suit, primped up uh, brown hair and blue eyes with unnaturally porcelain skin looking about. She's flanked by two men also in suits and looking rather dangerous, also looking both ways as she seems to be perusing the bar. She doesn't have a drink. She's chatting with people on occasionally, showing off a kind and gleaming smile, but she, the taint and the smell from her gives you the willies as it feels almost like maggots writhing in the back of your nose. You see, like Zeb, I mean, he's already pretty ugly, but his face will contort a little bit. He'll point to his one good eye, and he'll kind of motion to Kyle, and he'll point to the woman. And the guys next to her. Well, that was quick. Well, smells pretty bad, and guy is good. What do you think? Well, could try and get her to take you home. You're pretty. <laughs> yeah, I got a face for radio and a voice for silent film. It's gonna go over real well. All right. Well, <laughs> beyond that, I mean, she's looking around. We can go for the bluff. I see she's looking. We can go up and shoot our shot and then see what goes from there. Wouldn't hurt. Uh, other than that, hang out at the bar until she or one of her guys makes a move and follow them wherever they go. I mean, we certainly want to kill them, but so long as they're not uh, actively hurting anyone right now, might be better to follow them back to their nest. As you get up there, as you see the guy going, IDs. I will produce my fake ID. Alright, you has one. Yeah, I'll show show an ID. Alright, you show an ID as he looks him over and goes, Okay, go on in. Thanks, man. Yeah. Enjoy the night. Look I'm gonna go kinda head I mean, taking cues from Kyle too. I'm gonna head to where like those three generally are. I'm gonna see if she's got a look for somebody, if she's already kinda honed in on a person. Hopefully not me. Um, okay. But, uh could I get a perception empathy? Alright. And the standard diff or increased? Uh, just because you feel an un- unnerved a bit, and the, just the noise of the place, I'm going to make it diff seven. Okay. All right. She's looking for someone, but you don't know. It seems like she's asking a lot of questions, smiling, thanking them, making some eye contact, and moving along. Very peculiar. 
So it's like small talk moves to the next, a little bit of small talk moves to the next, but it's oh, just, that, just- that more of just like what you're, yeah, that's what it looks like. You, you're not really screaming. hearing what she's saying. Yeah, you don't, you're not really hearing what she's saying. Well, yeah. Gotcha. I'll kind of, I mean, I'll lean in closer to Kyle. I mean, she's looking for something, but I don't know if she's found it. Hmm. Well, and you, she is near the bar, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna go order a drink, see if I can overhear anything. Okay. Uh, can I get a perception alertness difficulty seven, please? Fuck. You you don't hear anything. It's it's too loud. Damn bar. All right, I'll uh take my drink. Head back to Zeb. I okay. didn't hear anything. It's too loud in here. As uh, you you notice her talking to people is once again kind of back and forth. As she's kind of approaching uh, you, Kyle. I'll look up and look. A little surprised but interested, if I can manage that. Okay. She smiles at you as she extends her hand. It's nice to meet you. My name is uh, Bethany. Oh, it, it's uh, nice to meet you too, Bethany. I'm uh, I'm I'm Kyle. It, it's a ni- it's nice to meet you, Kyle. Uh, so I was wondering if you'd seen anything strange lately. Well, I I know that's a weird question to ask. Never been approached uh, by someone so pretty at a bar before. She is supermodel levels of pretty. Jeez, <laughs> that's what I I w- remember that from uh, when we played vampire. So <laughs> no, <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, have you have you do you come here often? Well, not this bar in particular, um, but I, I get around. Okay, have you... This is weird again. Uh, if you come to bars around here, have, has anyone talked about seeing someone new in the bars, maybe? Someone someone they hadn't seen before? I mean, maybe at a couple. I suppose, though, if you asked at this one, it'd be me. Oh, well... <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess that's true. As uh, she's laughing, you're real funny. Oh, well, thank you. As she kind of, you see, can I get a perception alertness real quick? Difficulty eight. Is that just for, for, for Kyle or for Kyle and Zeb both? Uh, just Kyle in this case. Gotcha. You kind of see a flash between her eyes as you see her, you, uh, can I, now both of you can make a, uh, a perception empathy roll. For both of you. Diff six. Something has made her immediately very uncomfortable. As she goes, hey, uh, Kyle, right? That's right. Uh, What's your willpower, Kyle? Current. uh, Like how much uh, that how many willpower points you have left? I should say if you've spent any or anything like that. Five and five. Cool. Could I ask you a favor? Maybe. Depends on the favor. Six successes. Oh, Son of a bitch! <laughs> I guess she can. As she looks Whoa. you right, she looks you right in the eyes, and she goes, "Can you forget my face? And you can can you forget anything you heard about vampires?" And you you find yourself, Kyle, staring at a beautiful woman. You don't know how you got here. Well, Jesus. Hello. 
Hi, hey, sorry, I didn't mean to bump into you. I gotta go, okay? Oh, no, no problem. Good, goodbye. As she walks by, as you see the two kind of muscular guys walk by, as you notice there's Zeb here, so there's at least a lifeline for you. Hey, Zeb, what, what are we doing here? What the fuck was that? It's a vampire. Let's go. What? That woman, vampire, vampire and goons. You were talking to her. You're supposed to. You're supposed to chatter up a little bit because she walked near you. What? What happened? I. I don't know what you're talking about. What's the last thing you remember? You remember being. You have gaps. You remember the whole community network thing. You remember coming back to the the Karen. You remember Roy talked to you about something. I. It was something about hanging out tonight. Yeah. I mean. Well, I I know I talked to Roy a bit about about hanging out. Um, we're gonna walk and talk, then, brother. We're we're on a mission right now to take care of some some vampires that have been terrorizing kinfolk around here, and and she's one of them. Um, out of character, have I also forgotten like everything that Cora and the others told me about fighting vampires? Yes. Shit. Uh oh. <laughs> like, um, you're you're with me right now because you and. Uh, you and Roy have that thing you bought that's an abomination, everything I believe in, but it lets you talk to each other at the same time. We've, we've, yes, we need to pursue I know that. her. Time now. Okay, We're okay. Bad. Yes, 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 yes. I will let them know that we've seen a vampire and also that I don't know anything about vampires at all. All right. Hey, hey, Roy. Um, we've, yeah? we've run into a, a vampire and, and two of her goons. Um, un- unfortunately, I don't remember how I got here, uh, or anything about vampires at all. I'm I'm with Zeb though, so we're I we're going to follow her, probably. Kyle, the perfect memory guy, um, who was talking about wanting to come fight the vampires, forgets about everything. Okay, um, which way are you going, and what does she look like? That's still a bit fuzzy in your head. She's very pretty. I'm on a scale of one to ten. I was gonna say like twenty, but okay. Oh well, don't do weird scales right now. It's (laughs) (laughs) all right. So we're looking for a smoking hot female with two goons. Goons, like wait. Oh, I remember what they look like, though. Don't I? Yeah, a little bit. Suits. Because she didn't tell me to forget what they looked like. That's true. Uh, and I will give a, a great description of those goons. Nice. FBI <laughs> bodyguards, right? Secret service. Basically. And we'll see how that shakes out next time. Thank you to everyone who listened. We will catch you in the next episode. Bye. 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 <laughs>